We were going to propel ourselves deeper into space than anything NASA or anyone, including the Russians, had ever done or even contemplated. A planet similar to ours had been studied for years via telescope, both land and space-based. We were headed to her to see if man could survive the long flight and successfully survive her atmosphere. The immediate question that many of us had was, why? Why now? Note to self, next time we do this, if there is a next time, there needs to be a contingency for having absolutely no communications with the world. We need to be able to determine where we are and how fast we are traveling. This would be a must. Walking was difficult. We seemed very heavy. It was also hard to breathe. Our muscles seemed to struggle due to the lack of oxygen and gravity much stronger than Earth. I could tell that my heart was beating rather fast. We stopped every so often to catch our breath. Everyone was struggling, not just me. We finally arrived at the river's edge. The water was moving, slowly, but moving. Just as we bent over to sample of water, a rather large bird or something that resembled a bird swooped out of nowhere, yanked something out of the water, and flew quickly out of sight. Whatever it had grabbed was moving, it was fighting back. There was life on this planet. Within 20 minutes, we were experiencing fire outside the command module for the second time on our journey. This didn't seem to be as bad as Liberty. The atmosphere was not as thick. We didn't have the dense cloud coverage. We would soon see the planet up close and personal. Captain, I have our LZ in sight. Permission to land Telstar, sir. Permission granted. This is your captain again. We'll be landing shortly. Please remain seated until all engines have stopped. I thought to myself how that must have sounded. I remembered hearing one or more stewardesses saying the exact same thing on commercial flights. Houston, this is Telstar 1, over. Go ahead, Captain. We are headed home. Sir, could you repeat your last? We are headed home, I said. Roger, Captain, wait one. I'll bet that got their attention, I said to myself. I informed the crew that we would be hibernating for at least two months, but maybe less. We would be approaching half the speed of light, but not any faster. I assured them that we couldn't afford to miss Earth like we had done with Argon. I asked the medical officer to create a new hibernation schedule and get us all to sleep as soon as possible. 
While others were beginning to hibernate, I decided I needed to address my intentions with NASA. Houston, this is Telstar 1, over. Go ahead, Telstar 1. We are coming home. The crew has begun their hibernation. Roger, wait one, sir. Lee, this is Russ Kramer, Director of Space Ops. Yes, sir. We find nothing wrong with any of your systems. Could you tell us the reason you're cutting your mission short? Yes, sir, I can. We've twice met with intelligent life forms. First, it was on an unknown planet we called Liberty. And just recently, we landed on Argon and again were met by life forms that were intelligent but not human. 